The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Huddle on Wednesday, where Tara and I lead a wonderful, juicy conversation about everything relationships and communication. And we're so glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about what is the biology of joy? Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, if you know me at all, you know, I love the topic of joy. I think it is my, if I had to define my purpose, it is to bring joy into the world. Um, but yesterday, I want to start with how I didn't bring joy into the world. And it just turned out that yesterday was really kind of a nice lead in to what we want to share. And I want us to understand before I go into some of the strategies that I lean on to keep joy in my life, I want us to understand the difference between pleasure and joy, which are both important and vital. Pleasure, as I have mentioned before, comes from dopamine, but I don't want to demonize dopamine. We need it. We need it. I'm going to take you into my world yesterday and share something um, that landed with my leaning into dopamine rather than joy. And it was a day of working from home, mostly. My daughter, Caroline, was with me and I'm taking meetings, having conversation with her, making her lunch, getting her to help with chores, get back to the meetings, which I know how to navigate pretty well. And then we had some things to take care of yesterday afternoon and we left together. We were gone for about three hours. And by the time I got home, it was right about five o'clock and I was at my absolute stressed out wit's end with my conversation with my own daughter. She continued to ask the same questions. She continued to be unable to understand the answers and she was obsessing. And I really literally felt like tearing out my hair. I didn't want to leave her, so I couldn't even go for a walk. And I surely didn't want to take her with me in all honesty. So what did I decide to do? I did something that I have coined a phrase for and I call it pleasure stacking. My brain needed relief from the stress that was that I was enduring throughout the day and especially in the afternoon. So what did I do? I told Caroline before I got that close to snapping at her, I said, I need to go be by myself. And she accepted that. I poured a big glass of wine and made a bowl of pretzels and I turned on Dear Edward from Apple TV. And I sat there and watched a whole episode, which is I think like 53 minutes, finished that glass of wine and the bowl of pretzels. Now, if I did that every day, that would be bad news for me. <laughs> um, but that's rarely how I lean into accessing joy because you know what? I did feel some relief in that moment. I got some pleasure from the wine and the salty pretzels and the dopamine from the emotional drama of the Apple TV show. But what's different from pleasure and the biology of joy is what I allowed myself to take pleasure from for 53 minutes is not sustainable. When I got up from that television show and those pretzels and that wine, I didn't have anything sustainable to bring back to my family. 
I didn't feel like cooking dinner, which I didn't. Um, and my husband picked up dinner and I was not myself really the rest of the evening. And I'm not proud of that. But I remind myself that I'm human, which is why I said I'm grateful for forgiveness. Um, so this really is a perfect reminder of how we can actually lean into joy, which changes our energy, changes our spirit and is sustainable. I have six strategies for joy, and I'm, I probably won't get to all of them because Catherine, I really want this to be more of a conversation. So what I thought I would do is explain the science of joy versus what I call pleasure stacking. And then I'll just start with one strategy. And we can talk about it because I'd love to hear from you all about how this lands on you. Um, but I think it's really, at least it has been for me in my lifetime, really empowering to understand the biology of joy. And the biology of joy means that several things can be going on in our brains, which help us to feel not only energy, but positive, beautiful energy that's sustainable. So let's take one of them. One of them is, and this is probably one of the hardest to reach, but I think we can relate to it is our brain waves have five different levels. And the most glorious of those is something called gamma brain waves. And that's when we are in flow state. And what that means is we are challenged, but we are capable. We are learning and time goes by. For me, I can be in flow state when I am writing and particularly writing for someone else. But when I'm working and I'm really creative and I don't even know about time, I'm just in that zone. That also happens to me when I'm speaking. When I have a microphone in my hand and a large audience, I am in that gamma brainwave state. So that's one way to access joy. That energy, when we leave that moment with those gamma brainwaves, we can take that and deliver it to the people that we care about most for hours, if not days on end. Another biology of joy is something that you all have heard me talk about, oxytocin. When we take the time to lean into relationships, to enrich them with deep thought out questions, with understanding, with validating other people, with being vulnerable, that courses up oxytocin, which is not only a neurotransmitter, but it's also a hormone and can last up to two weeks. That's why we have to take care of our relationships. We can never, ever take them for granted. If I didn't connect with Catherine for six months, we would not have the same connection that we continue to nurture through our friendship. So lean into those people that you care about that are safe places. You'll build oxytocin, which is sustainable. That's different than pleasure. Pleasure is that dopamine seeking, what we get from Netflix, shopping, sugar, salt, all these things that are instant gratification, but they're not sustainable. The other uh, science, the other biology of joy, which is easier to tap into and can bring us joy is to move into a very relaxed state. And that's alpha brain waves. So beta brainwaves, which I'm not talking about, that's like higher thinking, cognitive can be stressful. But we, when we're in alpha brainwave state, we are very relaxed. That comes from meditation. It comes from a gratitude practice. It can come from yoga. It can come from being mindful. This is different than flow state and gamma. We can't always be in flow state, but we do have the ability. And I had the ability yesterday and I failed myself to go into an alpha brainwave state. I should have gone upstairs, turned on my little salt lamp or whatever it is, <laughs> lit some incense, 
turned on some yoga music and meditated. That's what I should have done yesterday because I could have brought that biology back downstairs to my family, but I chose dear Edward instead. So, <laughs> um, so that's the biology of joy, oxytocin, alpha brain waves. We are also, when we're in alpha brainwave state, one thing, one other thing I want to mention is that we are, we are relaxing our sympathetic nervous system and we're leaning into our parasympathetic nervous system. And that's when we're in this fully relaxed state where we actually can flush thoughts from our minds. This takes practice and intention, but it truly is sustainable energy. So before we go into strategies, I want to stop blabbling and um, see, uh, let's see, I'm going to ask Catherine, but Tom beat you to it. <laughs> I, I should speak quickly so I don't get... <laughs> yes. So, uh, Tara, I just want to understand, you're talking about joy versus pleasure. And, and, and you made the comment that sometimes, you know, pleasure is, is, is needed or, or even it's healthy. I, I, as you walk through that example yesterday, I just I want to make sure I, I'm understanding. If you're pushed to a point where you're not able to get to joy stack, maybe you do need that immediate relief in a moderated, careful way. But as you say, it's not sustainable. It's not something you should, you know, form a habit around. Am I thinking of, of a positive side of, of pleasure correctly? You know what? Um, this is why I love the daily huddle. <laughs> um, because of comments like what you just made. And damn, you're right. So what that I watched Netflix and had a glass of wine at five o'clock? and didn't cook dinner. It's just not the end of the world, is it? <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. I mean, we can, I could have gotten the, the pleasure, the hits of dopamine from something a little bit more healthy, but so what? As long as that's not my habit. So thank you for reminding me of this. Dopamine is highly addictive, and that's when it becomes dangerous. If I started doing that every day, you know, then it'd be another, dear Edward, then it'd be Ted Lasso, and then I wouldn't be cooking dinner hardly ever. And then I, you know what I mean? It, it can be addictive, but damn, you're right. I needed that hit of pleasure. And that's why I say, I don't want to demonize dopamine or pleasure. I mean, we can have a hot cup of green tea while we, that's pleasure while we meditate or, you know, beside our yoga or what have you. Um, so you're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah, sometimes we just need to realize what gives us pleasure and go get it as long as it's not something dangerous or addictive to us. Do you think, what do you think? I, I think it makes sense, Tara. You're giving yourself some grace, recognizing that each of us, our resiliency can get worn down to a point. You just need to get yourself pulled out of that frame of mind and that setting. And then if, if you're mindful of not forming a habit, as you, as you mentioned, well, then you're getting yourself set up uh, to then move into a to to a joy stack uh, mm -hmm. area, you, you're much better capable. You might not do it right away, but you're you're going uh, in, in a positive direction. Yeah, this is just very. Um, as uh, I, I read something from Stephen Pressfield just this morning, he's one of my favorite writers, and he calls uh, these moments epiphanal. And you're giving me an epiphanal moment. <laughs> um, so thank you because I. I tend to be really hard on myself. Even during my quiet time, I have to be accomplishing something, reading something, getting something creative, sending, you know, doing something. And this morning, I actually uh, just said, I'm going to sit here and drink this first cup of coffee and watch the sunrise. 
And I did, but that's not normal for me. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have a question about that related to what Tom is saying is what makes it easier to go to pleasure over? Because you're saying like you should have, and I know you've recovered from the should, from shooting yourself, um, yeah. <laughs> um, gone and, and lit candle and meditated and all that. But it is so much easier to, to get the glass of wine in the pretzel. Why is that? Because I feel that too, like the draw. And it's like, I know I should go upstairs and do yoga, but I'm going to sit here and do this. What makes that easier to do that? It's easier. Um, well, partly it's just instant. Um, but we have so much cortisol and potentially also norepinephrine running through our body, which gets our blood pressure up, um, that it, it it's much more difficult to go from that to a peaceful alpha brainwave state. It can be done. It just takes more work mm. and the brain doesn't, doesn't love work. <laughs> That's where <laughs> self-discipline comes in. <laughs> yeah. I think that was my next question. Is that simply just, okay, the choice to make it hard and, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> Liz says, how about wine while doing yoga? Not recommended. I don't know. You could knock it over. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, as the young folks say, you do you, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just makes me wonder, is that more of a, a like you said, discipline where I, I make myself go do it? It's just interesting to think about that because it's like, it sounds like from what Tom's saying, like the pleasure can be the, the gateway. It's like the gateway drug to get you to the oxytocin. You know, if you can get yourself calmed down a little bit, then if you can make that shift at that point to go do something a little bit better for yourself. Yeah, I, I mean- I personally don't, I think you're right. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And again, I don't want to demonize pleasure or dopamine, which we need in a selfie. It's just sometimes in our, in our world, I see so many of us living closer to how I know that I used to, which was, was counting on it, just constant dopamine, just to carry me through between caffeine, nicotine. And, and for a lot of people, Catherine, it's work. Mm-hmm. Like they just work, 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 work. That's dopamine. You're looking for that next email that I get the sale. What about the project? And we all, I mean, that that's another way to just avoid um, taking time for joy, which is sustainable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to remind us, we, we do that for three reasons. Um, we're looking for relief from something, which was like yesterday. Sometimes we're just bored and we need reward. We need that zip and that zing and that energy. And that's easiest to go to the pleasure stacking. And I think in my life for a long time, I was escaping facing trauma. Mm-hmm. That's a common way where whatever your, your quick hit dopamine is can become an addiction. And I'll just say it again. Damn, Tom, you're right. I mean, sometimes what's the big deal? <laughs> so yeah. I leaned into pleasure. I don't know why I don't give myself that permission. It's, well, it's, thank thank you, Tara. Catherine, please don't always mute me. I might have something productive to say, but thank you. <laughs> I might do that. That's good. So, no, it's so true. <laughs> no, I was thinking how great it was that you stepped away from Caroline. You know, like I wasn't even thinking about what you were doing. It was just like you took yourself out of that situation. Sometimes that's the hardest thing. Because mm-hmm. when you get that frustrated, at least when I do, I'm like, oh, I just want to, you know, get the relief that way. So to move, remove yourself, regardless of what you choose to do, was a huge accomplishment in my book. Thank you. That's, I appreciate that. There was a day when I would, I would snap at her so much more often. And I, what stops me now is realizing, um, number one, how lonely she is. And that every time I say that out loud, it chokes me up Mm. and I I just, it still happens, but it is very rare for me to snap at her anymore. And I think that's just come from time and practice and compassion. Um, 
So as I mentioned, I do have these six strategies and there's no way I could I could wrap them all off really quickly. And you know what would happen? Um, whoever listens to this would remember none of them and apply none of them. So I want to know if there's somebody that has a strategy for joy. And if not, I will just share one of my favorites. So I'll wait just a minute and see if somebody has a strategy where they know they lean into those gamma brain waves. I'm betting Chase, like my brother is a musician and his work is his flow state. And you too are a musician. So yeah, tell us about your uh, access to joy. You're well, great day to everyone. It's so nice to be here. So um, my access to joy, um, you know, the music is powerful enough to transport me at any given moment of the day. That's a given. Um, I can I can name, you know, four or five artists that can bring me right to that state. Um, you know, the the other thing that I think is more accessible to to the common person or someone who's not a musician or has that outlet is really just to breathe into it. I think we really lose the um, the benefits of the breath. You know. When you see somebody after they've been running, they're, they're like, oh my God, that was such a good run, whatever. But the body feels so alive and so vibrant and has been pushed to another area. Well, I think it's the same thing when you're in a stressful part of your day or your life. When you take that deep breath, you're guiding yourself into the calm area. Like you can't get away from it. It's just like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath right now. I'm going to relax. Everything's fine. And also just words. Right. Sometimes when I'm in a stressful situation, my dad told me this a long time ago. He said, Chase, you're always in control until you allow yourself not to be. Mm. And when he said that to me, I was like, whoa, I was really young when he said that. And so I say, I'm in control. I'm in control. Everything's fine. I'm in control. I'm OK. And I start talking to myself in that way, because when you tell yourself you're in control and you know this, what I'm about to say, our words are going into the universe. The universe is not urging us to be positive or negative. It's just listening to us. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's where you are. Okay. All right. Let's be there right now. Oh, you hate her. Oh, okay. Let's hate her. It doesn't guide you really. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't even use the word hate with any kind of regularity. I just did that for, you know, to yeah. prove a point, that, but mm -hmm. that thing that, that's speaking to yourself. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm fine. I'm going to get past this is magical used in the moment. If you remember to say it because the words are creating the, the vibration, not the actual emotion, the words can turn that around. And I really believe that. Oh, and I think that you're spot on because science will tell us that when we breathe and give ourselves that good positive talk, that reduces cortisol, which allows the chemicals of joy to come into our body. We maybe can't get joy just from the breathing, but we can make space for it by doing Correct. That. Correct. So and that's so what much. I do with my podcast. So Wait, when you listen to that, it. you'll remember. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Giovanni, the yoga doing wine drinker. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to take that on. I've never done it, but I'm going to take that on. We should do it together. Let's yes. do it. Let's have like a yoga class where we drink wine first and see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to take it on. It's, it just sounds really cool because it was, uh, I love yoga. 
and I love wine as well. <laughs> and my brain will go to wine first, you know, at night, and then maybe yoga later. But what if I just do it both? What, what, what would happen? I mean, who cares, right? So I love that who cares uh, possibility of combining wine. Where I go with yoga, where I go for joy, um, it's a it's very practical for me. Um, it, I, I'll just it, it's practical, not intentional necessarily. It's just practical. I find joy in seeing life short. Uh, I find joy in in knowing that I'm going to die anyway. I mean, it's all it's all a game anyway, mm-hmm. you know. And I I go there easily to tell myself chill out. Of all the things that um, that I have in the air and all the things that matter to me, their priorities they they have meaning. They bring meaning to my life. And uh, sometimes I overdo it and I burn myself into thinking or into doing. And so when I find myself into that area, I can I can sense it. I go easily, I go into, man, this game is short, relax, you know, like, you know, just don't worry about it so much. Mm-hmm. That that person that you see in the mirror that you're not so happy about, just chill, just be happy. Let's let's look for things that are working right now. And the 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 quick bridge to gratitude with a practicality, life is short anyway, a quick bridge to gratitude, it triggers everything I need to, I need to see. And um, at that moment, and then gratitude bring it, brings it all back, it becomes a game and then and joy is back. Joy is already in my life again. I now I do that. it so easily that I am quite content with certain things that shouldn't be, <laughs> but who cares, life is short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that the bridge to gratitude that that's your way that that's your bridge to gratitude. The fast bridge to gratitude and life is short anyway, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, really, you're tapping on one of my strategies, and I call it savor, and it is to meditate, to have a gratitude practice, but to dig dig deeper into that. Those are obvious and take some intention. But if we just savor whatever we're smelling or touching or seeing, like the feel of Caroline's cheeks on my lips or the sound of my my keyboard clicking when I'm writing something I'm happy about, or the smell of the coffee in the morning, all those things elevate alpha brain waves. They elevate our serotonin and they minimize our anxiety. And that's a place for joy. So you you nailed one of my strategies, whether you realize it or not. Thank you, um, Sorrel. Hello, thank you, thank you. Uh, Carla, I can't help but be drawn back to the beginning of uh, the whole thing where you told the story about, I remember very nicely the pretzels, the the wine and all that. But what struck me was the seeming guilty feeling that was there. Was that there for you? Yes. Yes. And I'm wondering, maybe it's another episode. Given that guilt, just like everything else, seemed to be something that I go to almost automatically when I do something that I feel I shouldn't do. I'm wondering, is there also biology to guilt? 
The only thing that I know about it is it's it's a form of stress, which is when I, mean, I, I know that I continue to reference cortisol, but it affects our immune system. It affects everything negatively. We need a little bit of it, but when it goes up too high and in, in complete transparency, yes, I did feel guilty about that, but not so much that it just, you know, I'm not going to live on guilt from it. I maybe just totally not proud of it. But Tom talked me out of that this morning, so maybe we do have another episode. <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring it back up uh, in a way to talk myself out of it because I'm uh, I'm a guilt junkie, mm. and uh, and also in a way to uh, to maybe open the door for uh, others to see themselves, you know, being. And yeah, it's not a good feeling. And uh, and I'm I'm glad to be saying this. You say cortisol, and I'm thinking, yeah, Gio's right. Life is short. Mm-hmm. And and Gio, you probably can't see because you're driving, but he makes a good point. At, at least being guilty is a choice, and that is drive some dopamine. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna let that flow right out of me. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you, Tara. Thank you, Sorrell. Tom, you have a thought or a question. Uh, yes, um, maybe both. So, Tara, you mentioned, you know, savor and the strategy. There was a story in the Washington Post this past weekend about Joy Nuggets. The, the, the basic premise of the story of, you know, if we pause, let ourselves observe, there's joy all around us, particularly in nature. Uh, I, I I know for me, I too often I'll feel like, okay, I, I know I want joy. <laughs> I understand, you know, the depth, the importance and and the sustaining benefit, but it feels like a lot of work. Like you you answered Catherine's question a minute ago about why do we default mm-hmm. you know, to pleasure? I, you know, we're a little bit wired that way. Maybe we just don't have the discipline, but but if if we're recognizing that there's you know, these joy nuggets all around us that can be savored. That's not a lot of work. It's just, you know, having the mindfulness. And so then it's just this shifting, you know, in that moment, you know, to, to then take in those nuggets around us. Um, so I'm so glad you brought this up because I think it will really help to make one last final point before we close this out, actually. And it is, it still takes work to turn the cell phone off and listen to the birds. It takes some intention because it's not natural. And we would prefer to lean into the chiming of the text message or whatever that cell phone's given us, even if we're out in nature and we have the chance to look to listen to the birds. And then I have a friend who would probably say this if she were listening, when we talk about leaning into those little nuggets of joy that are all around us, the, the feeling of Caroline's cheeks on my lips and just not just kissing her for her, but for me really enjoying the moment and letting it be. And here's what I know. The friend of mine that I'm thinking of would say, I ain't got time for that. Like, all, you know, I don't have time for that. Here's what I know, which is so exciting to me, is when we do lean into joy, it makes us so much more productive. We do have time for it. It opens up our time because we become, we become more efficient, more focused, more satisfied with how we've experienced the day and treated other people. So taking time for joy, 
I have 100% confidence, 100%, the time comes back to us. So that's my final thought. And it is 9.30. So there's <laughs> Catherine, um, anything else you want to add or share before I close us out? Not a thing other than take time to smell the roses and do the joy. Have a joy snack today. I love it. The joy snack, the joy nugget. And maybe pleasure stack every once in a while. Forgive yourself, but don't let it become an addiction. <laughs> See you guys next time on the Daily Huddle. Thank you, everybody. At the Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your full potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give us our best every day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss the stress. Laugh, laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back, you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love, most of all love. With your words, your thoughts, your actions, Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Until next time, go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. See you next time.